Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. It's episode 274 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! In this episode, I talked to Saviero Capruso of Chocolate Bike Games about their roguelite action adventure, Hyper Parasite. So, without further ado, let's uh, cut across to me from the past. Chris, if you be so kind! Saviero, who are you? And what do you do? Hey, um, I'm Saverio from uh, Troglobite Games, and I'm uh, the CEO and uh, game designer of this uh, fantastic <laughs> indie studio. Yeah, uh, what a game you've made with Hyper Parasite. But before we delve into that, let's find out a little bit about you, sir. So, we've answered the first question. Well done. It, uh, you know, we start off easy. But now is the next one. How did you make your start? making video games i've um, i've been always in contact uh, with um, video games makers in fact two of uh, the members of my my studio they make video games since uh, 20 years now uh, under other flags of course and i've been always curious about making video games and they we decide to join uh, our forces in the in this let's say in this company due to my uh, experience in uh, you know tabletop uh, role playing games and uh, mechanics and uh, interaction among players and uh, yeah we we merged our knowledge and passion for uh, to cre- uh, creating the, this studio basically so let's say I am uh, an old, uh, <laughs> an old RPG tabletop RPG player, and who had uh, uh, contacts with more IT skilled guys into video games, and so we simply merged our knowledge. Wow! So you made the transition from pen and paper RPGs, and I'm a big fan of those too. I play a lot of them. I'm currently playing three pen and paper RPGs. Um, D&D, of course, 5th edition. And then there's um, the One Ring, which is the Tolkien game. And then the other is uh, Cthulhu London. So quite a varied spread of games. And that's quite a transition from uh, pen and paper to role-playing stuff to 
to video games. What was the big? What have we found to be the biggest challenge to make the crossover? Well, the crossover. It's uh, mm, uh, you know, of course, while you you play, if you play role playing game, of course, there is also the interpretation. Let's say it's, uh, something uh, like like a theater. You're like on a stage. You perform whatever you perform. But also there are some mechanics to better explain. In the video game, sometimes you have, uh, I'm speaking, let's say, about the video game, you know, like Diablo, those, there are many uh, weapons, uh, tables, and effects. But those effects, uh, those stats, let's say, in a, while you play a role-playing game, is basically that are uh, equilibrate, and everybody feel comfortable, uh, and there's, let's say, kind of within brackets, justice in the game. So it's the same to give uh, a nice experience to a video gamer that is uh, basically doesn't, I mean, finds a nice curve of learning, a nice, uh, you know, moment of, uh, wow, let's see how it works and stuff like this. I mean, there's uh, the same, no, I don't say exactly the same, but you have to bring uh, a kind of um, equilibrium, uh, you know, a kind of coherence while you create your video game or your world or your story, your IP, whatever it is. Agreed. Um, I think one of the things also I've I've found as a as a I've also I'm, I sit behind the screen as well as a DM or dungeon master or games master. It depends on the game, but I have found that when I'm uh, making up scenarios and developing experiences for players. There's an element of game design in there. Do you agree? Of course, there is an element. Yes, I mean when you create your your game, uh, your story, and the rules are there, but you have to create an, an environment where everybody, let's say, feels um, entertained, but not entertained, feels to be uh, able to create uh, something that entertains also the other. Uh, let's speak actors, let's say actors of the game. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to give proposals so someone else can be feel involved else is just sitting there doing anything. So game design, it's, uh, game design, sorry, the game master is also, well, um, creating the story, of course, for everybody. And also, well, the first step that you do as a game master is, no, I, don't, I think that this rule doesn't apply. I want to create a new rules. I want to create a new setting. I want to create something new. That's already a moment of game designing. In his small uh, direction, it's already something. So, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page on that one. No pun intended. So, next question. And uh, this is to your studio rather than yourself. Um, what are your biggest influences as video game creators, toggle-like games, that is? Um, we cannot, uh, <laughs> let's say, skip. <laughs> we cannot. I think we will never go so far from the uh, arcade games uh, and from uh, their their influence. We grow up with the arcade uh, games in the arcade room, really, where you go to waste all your pocket money playing something way before the console. 
I'm speaking about the south of Italy, way before the consul were eating the market. And when they were eating the market, they were in Japanese. So, <laughs> so there was one person perhaps with the game and it was in Japanese you had to figure out what to do on English. And we are, I don't know, 11 years old, 12 years old. So, you know, we, the, the, what we like will be always uh, uh, something that recall us um, an arcade game. Uh, this is basically will be, I think, it will stay always as a big, uh, the biggest influence, you know. Right. So games like Robotron is a good example, maybe, or it's a bit old. Any any examples you can think of that any. immediately springs to mind? I mean, yes, Robotron is an all-time classic, which believe I believe still stands up to this day. But what what do you think? What other games apart from that one, obvious one, certainly for Hyper Parasite? What other games do you think you get inspired by? Um, personally, uh, all uh, all the games with um, we're thinking basically to games with a nice mechanic in the past or nice appearance in the past, but nowadays they can be adapted with uh, you know making something. Like like a, a gem, no something that you say. But look at this game. He takes something from the, from inspiration from there, but with the, the new, let's say visuals, or okay technologies. Okay, that, you know it merges a bit, but the concept of the game perhaps it's still, uh, still uh, there. It's the base of a person that can play or in local cop, you know, those are still those, those feelings. Okay. And yeah, also because I mean, our biggest influence, yes, we have bigger, uh, we're very big ideas, but after we have to recut, shrink everything to our possibilities. And uh, that's very important for an indie studio to admit, to start with. Yes, because back then, arcades, and the, they were limited by the technology typically um whereas now you're not so much limited by the technology you could make well you could make red dead redemption 2 but it would take thousands of years um with the limited resources you have so what you do is you scale everything down to something that's manageable the technology is capable of making extraordinary things now but you don't have the resources to do it so you can scale it down which which is it's a it's an interesting thing you have to you you have to limit yourself, and that is actually a freeing experience because by creating limitations, you actually create a, a greater. Um, you can focus the mind. You can focus what you can do within those limitations, which is you know, which is a uh, laudable and uh, obvious something that's well known throughout video game industry now more than ever is that it's not about technology so much anymore. It's more about what you can do with the resources and understanding and talent you have. Okay. Um, next up is um, what developer you most admire in the industry and why? So, uh, perhaps I... Uh, the the question was cut. There is a bit of a signal. Oh, okay, that's all right. Well, yeah. Ah, okay, we, yeah. No, no, okay, okay. Which developer? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
we let's say we love the work of uh, motion twin with the uh, dead cells oh yes it's a uh, it's a uh, very for me fluid uh, game it's very um you know easy uh, let's say I don't say easy going rock like it's not the correct word. He's a very accessible rock like. That's better. Yes, I was about to say. Uh, Dead cells is not easy, my yeah. friend. No, it's you no, have no, to keep moving <laughs> with that game. Have to keep moving because if you don't, yeah. you're probably dead. You know, die. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to play more of that. Thanks for reminding me. Damn it. Thanks. Yes, yeah. and we like also, we were studying also some um, hidden mechanics. I think we saw all the all the videos, of course not of the players, but the video related to the creation of uh, Dead Cell. You know, the jump, uh, you know, this, I mean, something that helps the player even if, uh, you know, uh, there are some, uh, many videos about the uh, this topic and yeah, I mean, we, we like, and uh, yes, basically it's our, I guess, uh, it's our uh, uh, favorite game. But personally, if we want to scale to myself, I like those indie games, many that are on uh, Ichio and stuff, and uh, website like this, mm. where one a web designer with uh, five pixels, <laughs> very simple graphic, Right. can put two three mechanics together yeah and you stay there even if it's 20 minutes playing for me it's better than five hours or it's different experience not better different experience worth thing to play of uh, an mmo an online rpg i mean uh, mmo rpg i mean it's, you have you have something you say why i didn't come across come out with the same idea and this you know very simple very simple and uh, it's this is also what i like small indie gems hmm, made nice. by one or uh, two persons yeah then, yes the, they are quite magical aren't they not everything has to be stellaris which you know i'm just plucking out a game that people spend thousands of hours on and i'm not joking they do um but you can play an experience game for about an hour maybe even less and go that was fun you know it's 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 fine it's fine not every game has to be a vast sweeping epic oh no no it could be just a flash uh, I mean, it's like you go to the cinema no you saw a short movie mm-hmm. and it's better than i don't know what is better it's different yes and yes. you say you you will never have the same experience of the short movie in a twelve hours long movie because there is no such content. It's made by person or three three friends, but they are well so well made the idea. Perhaps the way they represent it's okay, whatever it is. But in video game, it's more possible because I mean people. Meanwhile, you can accept a game in pixel in pixel art. You cannot accept a movie made with uh, cheaper resources. This is totally different you expect more from a movie uh in, in as a visual impact i guess yeah yeah my opinion no 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 i get that okay then well the last question of the first half um 
This one is a kind of required to ask it because we're a podcast about video games and I have a guest on. So let's talk about what we're playing. Well, more to the point, what you are playing. Um, so what are you playing right now, sir? Uh, yeah, shall I say the throat? Nothing. <laughs> I don't have time to play anything. Really, really, really. I... Uh, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> and, any plans to play anything? That okay, be, so yeah. what, what, what I like... Let's say what I like uh, are, of course, to find those uh, small indie games and yes. to give uh, credit whenever I can. To give credit to those games again. There was one, uh, it's like, uh, oh, sorry, the game is in Italian. It's very, very nice. It's like uh, when um, when it's raining outside. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps we can write somewhere. And I like a lot this game. And so my mobile... Yes, there are also mobile games I love. Uh, Pixel Dungeon. Okay. Is, you know. Right. Uh, is, yes, and uh, I used to play chess. <laughs> right. With 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 uh, quite uh, with small improvements as uh, okay. the average person. Yes, but nowadays no. And what I'm what I plan to 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 play in the future mm. really really I I don't know I think now that I think of it. Uh, Solalash is um, is a game in ASCII, in ASCII code. It reminds right. me a lot of uh, Adam, Adam. Okay. And again, another one is uh, Shield Bearer. It's like mm-hmm. Mountain Blade, but a bit with magic. Uh, I mean, I follow those accounts on Twitter too. Nice, nice. Mountain Blade Two's just come out, isn't it? People seem to be liking it. Uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this one is a version. Uh, uh, more indie, and okay. yes, and I was playing Mountain Blade <laughs> eight years ago. <laughs> Weren't we all? I met Weren't also. Yeah. Yes, I can't I believe it's been out that long. But yes, it's been out for a very long time. Mountain Blade. No, no, no surprises that a sequel's finally arrived. Right. Okay. Well, for me, it's, it's Animal Crossing. So there it is. That's most of what I'm spending my time with. Sorry, everyone. Anyway, I'm oh, sorry, it's fun. Um, that's that's why the first half. Let's go into the second half, where we delve deep into Hyper Parasite.
So the first question yeah. then is uh, it's not really a question; it's a request. Please do tell us what is hyperparasite. Uh, hyperparasite is a an action roguelike twisted shooter brawler. Okay, that is the definition with the new mechanic, with the fresh mechanic where uh, you are a parasite, let's say you are the bad guy in the story, you don't have any weapon, you don't have uh, uh, any, let's say, you have only one HP, so it's a roguelite at its uh, core, it's core. <laughs> more roguelite cannot be. Mm -hmm. And you, as a parasite, uh, all the enemies, in this case are the humans, are attacking you, they want to kill you basically, and you can snatch, you can uh, use their body, you can snatch the human, you can become the human that is attacking you. So the weapon, you need you need your enemy. You need your enemies, you need yeah. their weapon, you need, you need them, you don't have to defeat them recklessly. Even if, so, even if it's very, very difficult, you need them because they are like your shield, your armor, your weapon. Without them, you are weaker. And more exposed uh, to to die. This yeah. is hyperparasite. Yeah, it's it's um, basically it's a twin stick. Do you like to say it's a brawler, shooter, like thing? Uh, depends on what person you've got hold of because um, you you can absorb people. Like I say, you take them over because you're a parasite. Hence the phrase. Uh, although if you look up hyperparasite. A hyperparasite is actually a thing, by the way. A hyperparasite is a parasite that sits within another parasite. There you go. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically there's also one small uh, critical in the title itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, anyway, um, that, that aside, um, you, I think the key is you have to strategically, very quickly though, figure out what's best should i kill this person or should i grab them because this person i'm holding on to is nearly dead and and also this other mm. person's got a better weapon or a more appropriate weapon for what i'm trying to do um so <clears throat> yeah this is what's happened always in the video games no i mean the video games you are okay of course fighting action video games i'm talking about let's say always uh, about the similar comparison similar titles what you are you are a guy with a gun small or big doesn't matter mm. and there is an enemy that he has he is more powerful he can fly I, I don't know he has something else that you cannot you basically mm. you cannot do so after some efforts in the in upper parasite after some effort you can become this this enemy yes you can become him so you don't have to defeat your enemy. Whenever no. you see something good that pops out in the screen, you say, I want this guy. So yeah. you have all your best to reach him. Even if he's coming towards you, don't worry. <laughs> you do all the best to release your body. I mean, while you walk, you have only one HP. So you, you walk as a parasite. You mm. are only one HP, so you can die. It's risky. Mm. So you want to snatch the most powerful element on the screen. Uh, yeah. So let's say it's, uh, and then try to survive with this with this uh, enemy because it's stronger. So yeah, of course, yes, you are quite weak when you're outside the humans. You when you're floating around, this is amorphous blob. You are floating around and stuff, and you are very vulnerable as you well. You start off as very vulnerable. Um, 
And um, one thing we're going to skip on to the first proper question now. Uh, one thing we haven't spoken about is that, yes, you can take over enemies, but not all of them. The thing is, only a select few people you can actually take over. The, when you start playing Hyperparasite, most of them you cannot. Uh, and uh, it's usually the stronger ones you can't. They are locked out from you. And the only way to unlock them is to actually basically capture one of their brains. Yes, that's right. That's what happens. Um, can you tell us where did this mechanic come from and why does it exist? Um, yes, basically, it's... Um was was made i mean is made uh okay if i can take uh, whichever enemy on the screen well i snatch the first one the, the stronger one and let's say it's very easy if i could jump from one enemy to another one well it's very easy i mean so some enemies they are still at the start of the game and in every moment and sometimes uh, very often in the game they are they are locked so for there are two aspects of this first of all there is you have to um, kill the enemy the elite enemy let's call it like this he, he has a brain and the brain you unlock your weapon basically i mean you unlock the possibility to use a new weapon and uh, we have uh, 60 characters so basically you unlock 60 weapons and the other so first of all is that okay no you're not free to jump uh, from one body to from one enemy to another one you have to unlock them and the brain is just uh, let's say way to unlock we could make with uh, you know paying money or take the i don't know because you are the bad guy you snatch the, you take the brain and you bring the laboratory stuff like this we could have made other mechanics to do it but the concept um, stays the same and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, when you grab, uh, when you snatch a new enemy, it's very nice the feeling because you don't know the way that it's going to attack. You don't know his special attack. Every each enemy basically has something, something remarkable and the reason to be used. Mm. Absolutely, uh, looking... it's uh, it's very um, satisfying yeah. when you successfully get a brain, and then charge it up with the money and stuff you've you've collected over you know and then once you unlock it and you finally encounter one of these people uh, you take them over and you find out what their new skills are and it opens up new aspects of the game doesn't it yes yes of course some specific enemies they can unlock some secrets so let's remember it's a roguelike you die <laughs> you play oh, yes yes so you die and you see perhaps a secret, you see a room or something. So you restart and you are looking for not to kill a specific enemy because you want him alive, because you want to possess him, to use him for a specific reason. That could be fighting a mini boss, mm. uh, unlock a secret, enter in a specific room, even have a, uh, have a discount at the shop. <laughs> it seems grinding, but there is a way to have discounts and uh, so on i mean you need some specific enemies in some specific role as they are also the key the key for the room you know i need a key so the key is attacking me <laughs> i don't have yeah, to kill yeah. him because i need i mean i never i don't know probably yes, there's a game where some a key is attacking you i know i don't know hmm. but basically yes i mean now that i'm thinking with 
but I think it's a very good point that you raised that if you didn't have this mechanic where you had to capture the brains or you had to unlock the ability to capture enemies, there would be no challenge to the game at all. It would just you just hop from one person to the other to the other to the most powerful person and then lay waste to everyone. It wouldn't be very challenging, and you're right. So it's a very good idea. Um, so the next question then I have, uh, and you actually admit it in the tutorial, which the game, by the way, Hyper Parasite does have a very good tutorial, everyone, and I highly recommend that you play it before even attempt the main game. Honestly, it's very important because this is a very interesting and different game. Uh, and you can tell that by the, the how many how we tried to describe the the game, and it's it's difficult to do, and it's a good thing. Uh, but dodging, dodging is uh, extremely powerful in Hyper Parasite. How have you found developing the levels, knowing that the player will eventually latch on to the fact that they can move around very quickly with dodging without getting hurt? Um. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are um, usually always, you know, along the walls or um, some elements like could be a column that uh, is a bit, you know, uh, uh, out of the wall. Could be an element of the game. Could be, you know, a pile of tires or whatever it is. Uh, an element of the scenario that basically you can dodge and you just, uh, if you dodge along the line, for instance, along the wall, you just get stuck there <laughs> because you should not go along the wall. And uh, okay, okay, you have to think and you have to simple dodge in other directions, but enemies are coming from multiple directions. So perhaps, yes, the, basically creating some corners where, yes, the player can uh, just get stuck Okay, then you you can move anyway, but at the first you are basically you go in the 90 degrees and for there you are cornered. It's a bit more difficult to move around. Uh, of course, not the, all the level they have um, these uh, many levels. There are these things, these uh, these elements uh, in the scenario. But well, the the game is made that you you can play very well if you dodge. We give this opportunity. It's a roguelike, and uh, or dodge. Other games they have jumping. Uh, so basically, it's just a way to get away from the attacks. So the more you dodge, you just dodge away from the enemies. I think you are safe. <laughs> yes, um, and you're right. It's very easy to dodge into another enemy. That's brilliant. That when that happens. You're like, oh look, I've just dodged. Oh wait, I've just landed myself right on top of someone else, and it's, that can be quite tense. Uh, and that happens quite a lot. And I think it's quite clever how that works. We could, like I said, you could find yourself just kiting the enemies around the level as you shoot them, and that works to a point, but only for so long. Uh, it's very clever. So, um, next question. Uh, the player is required to make split split second decisions in hyperparasite uh, as to when they try when they should try to absorb someone or just you know take them out or kill them. Um, was did this evolve? Did this um, come out of um, the game, or is it something you 
were seeking to make trying to create a, an experience that required the player to make quick decisions uh, in order to be successful. Oh, um, sometimes you just, uh, <laughs> as a parasite, you are surrounded by enemies, and mm. there is at least one you can possess. You just like hit uh, the uh, snatch button, mm. and then if it's within the radius, you snatch this enemy, and you are uh, for one second la <laughs> safe. Okay, but also this attack is as a, a cooldown. This is snatching uh, ability as a cooldown, so you cannot go, let's say, like smashing the button. You are safe. Uh, no, you have, uh, let's say, this, uh, this small cooldown. Mm. Um, why to snatch? Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, sometimes you say, okay, I, I, I have to snatch someone because else uh, the, the run is over. And some other moments within brackets, more relaxed, you can think, ah, this is the guy that I want. So I try not to kill it. And I try to snatch the guy that I want. Okay, the guy or the character, sorry, the character that I want. And some other times, we made the game also that you don't want to change the character. Because in Upper Parasite, you can snatch also a very good character and uh, for a very, a very specific reason, as I said before. And also, you can snatch even the mini bosses, which is like an achievement. I mean, you kill the mini boss, so after some run, you unlock him or unlock her. You become the mini boss. I mean, you are the mini boss, so you don't want to lose this guy or this or this character. You don't want to lose it, and you keep you try to keep him alive as long as you can. And for this character, you could even buy, you know, <laughs> medikits. I mean, mm. this is this is your you you don't you don't need medikits. They are there, but <laughs> you don't need medikits because I mean, if a character dies, you take another one. So if you want to keep alive a mini boss, yes, that moment you will buy a medikit, you buy some finesse, you buy protection, or you try to find the protection, something like this, and then you play as long as you can. I mean, it's totally changing the game because until now you want to change, or you you are forced to change. In another moment, you don't want to change. It becomes a re really like with brackets, huh? a normal game, a game that you played until now where the protagonist is uh, whoever it is and you go always with this this guy here okay so what you're trying to say is that um the player is required to make these decisions make these reactions and alter their how they play depending on the environment they're in and make these decisions very quickly um sometimes also there is a shop which we're going to talk about in a moment which allows you to consider what you're about to get yourself into before buying things and and stuff like that which is another part of the game where you're preparing for for whatever you're about to subject yourself to or or become exposed to but i just want to just reiterate the point is that was that pacing intentional was it that that quick reaction was that always the intention, or was it more? Was it something that um, came out of the experience as you started developing the game? So yes, um, let's say we decide to give the, the parasite only one HP. Right. During the development of the game, was you cannot stay. So look, <laughs> the stages of the game were that you can change, you can swap a body, 
until I don't know five times. Okay. If you lose five, if you swap five times, this, you are after naked means you lost all your possibility of uh, snatching. Hmm. You die because you missed like you lost five five opportunities. So okay. that was. Mm. <laughs> it was a, a cruel idea, I think. I don't know. Yeah, that seems so a bit vicious. Yeah. And, yeah, and that, that, that's all. That's all. So it's, the game he, now it's even uh, easier because you can hop uh, from one body to another one. Yes, but there is a cooldown. Uh, it's very important. There is a cooldown for that. Uh, yeah, there's a cooldown. Yeah, yeah. The other option of the game was uh, that you cannot leave as a parasite as much time as you want. Let's say you have uh, like, I don't remember, 30 seconds to snatch someone else. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's uh, this is the original idea. We mm. had also for, because the game is inspired to Avenging Spirit. Mm. It's an old arcade where you're a ghost. You cannot survive outside of the body of the humans. But we had to discard because, let's say, I don't know, simple, you want to walk from a room to another one or you want to explore a bit more so you're not uh, time uh, time limited by your choice. Okay. So let's yeah. say we have to adapt. This was the adapting to a modern roguelite. This was the adaptation indeed. It's fascinating to hear these little mechanics that sound quite punishing and realizing that you took them away because they just detracted from the game and made it too frustrating and um you don't want that i mean games shouldn't be frustrating really um most but you don't want that emotion in being uh, uh triggered by someone who plays your game it's not pleasant so no that's good um last question then um the gathering of powers of getting you know improving the 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 abilities of the hyper parasite which you are playing in the game uh is quite expensive um but rightly so um but the currency is kind of hard to come by at least initially you know the currency you use to buy these these extra powers how have you found balancing the player's uh, you know ability to get more money versus the the you know their their growth rate and their sense of progression well, um it it goes a bit out from what it is uh, a normal uh, roguelike okay so we said um, there, there is a skill you enter the shop there is a skill and the money that you can find on the level usually it's very powerful it can be really game uh, game changer and game and game changer to have a skill no, 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 ice, ice damage. You take uh, a bowler and uh, he throws uh, balls that they freeze the enemy, the enemies. So it's, well, it's totally rad. <laughs> it's totally wonderful when you play something like this, okay? So, um, uh, so based on this skill, you can decide, okay, I, I find the money, you know, killing the enemies, uh, breaking the stuff around, breaking barrels, and uh, always like in video games. And I invest mostly of the money to have this skill, rather than buying something else, or, be, or rather than unlocking a character. That, in my opinion, comes a bit, uh, uh, it's prioritized to unlock the character. Depends by, anyway, 
how uh, a player plays usually. Second, the many items, as I say, the medikit, it's just they're fake. I mean, if you have a normal character, he has you probably will die one, two hits. Let's say he dies in two hits. Why you want to keep him alive? You don't need to buy a medikit. It's there. It's a trap. <laughs> Right. Don't waste money in right. you don't waste money in the medicate and you feel if you you think in the old way I keep yeah. this guy alive. Yeah. It, it's been man money, money wasted basically. All yeah. the items are a bit better. Yeah, yeah, this is okay, totally intentional. It could be okay, why I need the medicate? I mean, for me I am uh, perhaps a bit more in, into game designing. For me, oh, okay, you see here there is something I really don't need because I have to change my way to, to play first. And second, I can tell you only for the players, <laughs> the people that are listening, if you there are some characters, they have a different stat of luck and they will find in general, overall, they will find a lot of more money. Mm. Uh, so some runs I play, I play some runs only to collect money, to drop all, everything in the capsules, to unlock the characters. And then, of course, I will go on uh, as much as I can. But it's a run, one, two runs dedicated to collect money. It's like any other roguelike. There are some some runs dedicated only to uh, unlock one single character, of uh, to fight a mini boss. Another run for uh, discovering a secret, and so on. Don't you expect to... to finish the game in one run. It's impossible. No. It's a roguelike. No. That's oh. right. You have to accept the fact that you're going to die. It's all right. It's okay. It's just that's like you say. It's a roguelite. That's what they're. This how they work. This and it's very raw. Hyperparasite is very raw. It's very in your face. It's very obvious that this is how the game works. This is how yeah. it's structured. Many other roguelites don't do that. They try to hide behind the uh, conceit or or lie basically. Like, oh yeah. You can totally finish this game in one sitting. No. No, you can't. Um, Dead Cells doesn't suffer from that, but it can. But, um, yeah, it's uh, you do get this in false impression in some roguelites. Not not hyperparasite. It's very obvious what's going on. And you're right. For me, it's a matter of uh, strategy. I mean, I know it's a roguelike, first of all. I check the stats of the characters. They are there. And so you can say, ah, oh, this character is more lucky. And so I do what I said before. And then I say, now we need another character to do something else. Again, sorry if I repeat myself. And then I mean, while you play, you can discover secrets. Mm. And the secrets are there and the upgrades are there to mold, to shape every run for your purpose. I say, I want to do this run for this reason. I have to survive in this way as long as I can. And this is this is the way to play. And also some in the shop <laughs> would be very easy. I mean, in the shop, every time that you enter the shop, there is a different character on the wall. It's randomly generated for each run. So I don't know, you have to enter with the, with the punk. Whenever you snatch the punk and you enter, you reach the shop with the punk, you have a discount. Yeah. You have 50% of discount. So it's not totally, uh, the price is higher. It's very high, the price of the, the items, because you are fo- you are invited to change body 
to come back with that specific uh, body mm. enemy that's called customer of the month so when you uh, enter yeah, we you get customer custom of the month you have discount yeah yeah true uh, yeah 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 that's very it's just there it, are levels there are layers uh, it, to parasite it's good Yes, yes. I mean, this is also something I don't. I did, we didn't want to explain the tutorial because you know, it, it, not that it will become easier because we are showing everything. Like uh, you know, we it's for hardcore gamers, but also for normal gamers, they want to see a different layer of uh, you know, different. We are speaking in every moment to to all the kind of uh, players for me yeah and it's um it's really impressive though that that's sort of so well thought out and um there's aspects to it the, 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 the sorry it's well thought out but also the sense of discovery that's what i was going to get to the, the reward you get from discovering a secret or an aspect of the game that's not openly explained to you is is extraordinary it's uh it's one of the things that keeps me playing video games is discovering new things that are hidden underneath that aren't explained or, or expressed anywhere okay even if i did this spoiler you will find satisfaction in a way <laughs> yeah yeah you will. <laughs> it was a small spoiler but there are many many just the, the scratching the surface <laughs> yeah we've barely scratched the surface it's a big old iceberg here and we're just looking at the very top of it um so uh, Hyper Parasite uh, by Chocolobytes Games. Where did the name come from, by the way, for the studio? Um, yeah, uh, we, many friend of mine from the studio, they we live. Uh, I mean, they live uh, in a small city near, the, let's say, the bigger town, and they it's uh, almost among the mountains. <laughs> Right, let's say hills, uh, very dry hills with caves. Right, and really, indeed, people. I mean, there are rests of uh, you know primitive uh, men, uh, cavemen living over there. Okay, so yeah, the name comes from basically from that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you for asking because you know, it's uh, it's interesting to to say. Yeah, it's a, I love asking that question. It's a bit of a surprise one. But when I sort of list, when I, I ask them about where the name from the studio comes from, it's always a funny story. And it's always some like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That's good. Um, so, yeah, Hyper Parasite, it's out now. Now, the platforms I've got listed here are Windows PC, um, PS4. And uh, it could you just confirm, is it on the Switch and Xbox One as well? It's Nintendo Switch and the Xbox One. Correct. As well. Correct. Yeah. And um, the PC you can find on Steam. Yes. Uh, the Steam PC, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have to differentiate with make sure it's Windows. Because I have a Mac laptop, so, you know, there's a self-interest there. Um, but that's not my main. My gaming PC is a Windows PC, just to be clear. But my laptop's a, a Mac. Um, so I like playing games on it sometimes, too. So, um, well, it's been... It's uh, it's been a great show, um, I think. It's been wonderful having you on, uh, Saviero. Um, and you're more than welcome 
to come yeah. back as a return guest to talk about a new game that they've made after Hyper Parasite. I do wish you the very best of luck with it, uh, and it's a, it's a lovely okay. game. Thanks. It's uh, you just you just got to let go, everyone. That's the thing about Hyper Parasite. Don't go in with any preconceptions because if you do, you you'll get confused. Don't do that. There's too many weird stuff. So much weird stuff going on. Ignore that. Just let let go. Let it just go with the flow, and then you'll get much more from it. But um, yeah, thank you very much, sir. Thank you also to the audience. <laughs> I keep following this uh, this guy with this amazing interview <laughs> and podcast. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash cane and rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, canerinse.com.